so I've started recording. Oh wow, you caught me off guard. Yeah, I don't even. I don't want to wait. Hello, hello. Uh, hey, hey. What? What? Who's who's out there? Madeline. What? Is this an Anisode? Yeah, this is an this I, is Anisode three. Am I inside an Anisode right now? You are inside an Anisode right now. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Feels good. So why are we doing an episode? Well, I think it's because I failed to see a movie. Wait, I think wait, I, really? I, I kind of feel like every time we do an episode, it's because I didn't do the assignment. I actually think the reason we're doing an episode this week is because we guessed it on another person's podcast. Well, that I did. Yeah. Yeah, we were on the uh, Cinema Oblivia podcast, um, which I'll I'll link to it. Um, although it, it's that, probably right? going to be out later than this podcast is going to be out, but I could just link to the actual site for the thing. Leave them wanting more. Yeah, we watched a movie and then we went on a different podcast, not our own podcast, and now we're too tired to talk about anything that we did or saw. Well, I'm not too tired to talk about anything I did or saw. I am. Well, hold on a second. I'm fucking tired all the time now, dude. Well, you're very busy. I'm very busy. You're the creator of a lot of things. <laughs> You know what? Thank you. You create so much. I do. I create quite a bit. I really don't create anything. I I, I express myself. Yeah, I work at three film festivals right now. Yeah, I don't even do two. Yeah, I don't even do one. And then I am actually the the uh, the producer of the podcast as well. The well, editor and there producer. are producers, but you yeah. you are the person who presses. Oh yes, record. I'm sorry. I am the um shit. No, liaison? I am not the producers. Yeah, you're the go-between. I'm the go-between. So I'm hey, the, so the on. So you've met the producers so now? It's sort of like on a movie, the difference between like, you know, the on-set producer, the line producer, you're the best and boy. the executive producers. The best boy group. So I'm the person who's on the podcast making sure it gets done and like organizing shit, but I'm not the people in charge. Yeah. You, you know? know? Look. I don't think they're going to like what you just said. They're not. I'm probably going to get a shock in my You're sleep You're probably going to get demoted. I don't, I don't want to get demoted. You're going to become a line cook. I'm going to become a line cook. Instead of a line producer, is that what you said? Yeah. I, I had a hard time following all that industry jargon. Yeah. I, I do I do uh, uh, spew industry jargon. You spew industry. I spew it. You spew industry goo. Mm-hmm. I spew industry queso. <laughs> oh, that's what we could talk about. I mean, we did go down the board. You chickened out. I know you chickened out. All your bluster. I forgot. You forgot. Man, when we got there, I wanted to slam a Corona Rita so bad. Did you? I did. I did. I slammed slammed it so bad. I slammed it bad. Yeah, that Corona Rita was uh, kaput. Neutralized. Yeah, very quick. Yeah, actually, I had had one of their sanguineous oils. On the Border does not sponsor this this cast. They do not. If anything, they are our sworn enemy. They are. On in account fact. of the Queso Club. Yeah, we will fight them. Yeah. So we went to On the Border today, and actually when we arrived, it was like, they did a good job. They it, sat us at the bar. It was business as usual. And then the bartender took care of us the whole night. Prepared our drinks almost immediately. Understood everything we asked of him. Almost them. suspiciously quickly. Yeah. He seemed to speak complete English. It, he was like very knowledgeable about what was going on. And he was busy because he had everything. I think he had everything in there. So there's a little bit of a delay between getting our drinks and getting our orders. But then the mm-hmm. orders were prepared um, lightning quick. Yeah. But that's, you know, when I was a bartender and a waiter, that was, I always told people, I trained other waiters. I said, there's basically three points in the meal where uh, uh, guests are going to be impatient. Right. And you have to monitor the guests at those points in a meal. 
more vigilantly than you would any at any other. And the first is when they initially walk in. Okay. You have to walk over and uh, sort of announce that they've been acknowledged. Yeah. Ask them if they want anything immediately. Usually they'll say no, and you can fuck off for a bit. But then you got to go back <clears throat> and get those drinks. The, the, the next time that it's very important is when they need their drinks. Then, honestly, most people don't worry too much about how long it takes for their entrees to get prepared. No. Most people don't really count that time as long as the other parts have been... As long as the fucking chips... The salsa and the drinks well, have been slammed down. Yeah, as long as everything up to the re- the receipt of the order has gone smoothly, mm-hmm. people will wait for the food. Yeah, until, it's only until when it becomes it's an abnormal amount yeah. of time. Yeah, and then the, and then the last moment of like real pressure in a dining engagement is uh, dropping the check. Yeah, as soon as as soon as it's even possible that they want it, you got to get it to them asap. Nobody likes to sit around waiting to pay. That just sours the whole experience. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I never worked in um, in food service, um, but I did take a bartending class once, and I was really good at it. Oh, cool! And then I would bartend at like parties, but I don't know. I mean, that feels like a it was a joke. Yeah, I was like, I, don't, fake, I feel bad for you, fake for bartender that on, on the internet. Why? I like, no, it's fine. You make a nice cocktail. I Actually, pour you, a good drink. I and, pour a mean drink, and you've, and you've prepared. Clever theme mm-hmm. meals. Yeah, I do those tasting dinners. It's really interesting. I'll so come up with like six no to slouch. eight courses and pair drinks with them. You and take all on. That. You take. You you are in a habit of taking on more than you should, but you generally do pull it off. Story of my life, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what I don't know. So what have you been up to? I don't know, working. Sounds about right. Me too. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty typical week. Mm-hmm. See, I've watched a lot of movies this week. Yeah, I guess in the last couple of oh, weeks. So we talked about Bullet Train a couple. It feels like days ago. I guess it was longer than that. Though. It was about a week and a half, I think. No way, it's been that long. Yeah, I mean, maybe not. I don't. No, remember. no, you're probably right. We I'm probably, probably saw right. it on Tuesday, mm-hmm. like ten days ago. Yeah. Wow, time flies. Fucking. I guess I've really just been busy. Honestly, no. work's kept me busy. I know. Um, God. So, like, I've been trying to keep up with this 100 movies challenge. I'm doing a terrible job. What is that? What is the challenge? So, like, you watch 100 horror movies you've never seen before. Oh, well, that's, that's much more difficult for someone like you. Yeah, because I'm too fucking busy to do anything. Some people are going to be like, I watched Friday the 13th, 3 and 4. Yeah. So, like, yeah, and I've seen all that also. Um, the Empty Man, my favorite movie, which I would still like to do a podcast on at some point, was playing at the Museum of Modern Art, which is insane. It's absolutely crazy that The Empty Man was at the Museum of Modern Art. This is MoMA. This is a major museum in New York City. And uh, I didn't make it. You, didn't, you described it a moment ago as your favorite movie. Yeah. That's not what you mean, though. No, it is. Your favorite movie? Yeah, if you like, my favorite movie is Fluid. Okay, so it means nothing. It means nothing. Right, it's meaningless. What's your favorite maybe, movie? Maybe the Prestige. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's Christian Bale plays a character named actually, Alfred. There we go. It even named you. I know. And actually, when I was a young and thin, mm-hmm. I used to be like rail thin. And one time, one person said, "You look like Christian Bale." And I was like, "I do." Yeah. Yeah. That's In the that's Machinist. Right. Well, no, I never got that thin. No, that's a spooky thin. It was, mm-hmm. it was he, somebody, spooky thin, somebody, thin like a ghoul. Have you seen the machinist? <laughs> yeah, of course I have. Nobody looks like that. That's <laughs> only ghouls. Yeah, that, he looked like somebody who was in a prison camp. Um, but uh, it, somebody said you remind me of 
<laughs> they didn't. They didn't exactly say you look like Christian Bale. They said you remind me of Christian Bale in American Psycho. Yeah. I said, yeah, I do kind of look like him. Like, like a that's not what I yuppie. said. <laughs> like a really yuppie. Yeah, I've got, I've got his hair a little bit. I have his eyes a little bit. You he has don't. a much narrower point of your nose. You've only seen me in my most bloated. I can only see actually your eyes and your eyebrows above the top of your privacy shield. <laughs> you're now doing the rocks, the people's eyebrow at me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not a privacy shield, although it does have. That I do. I like calling incidental it that. I'm going to keep. So, like, I Alfred purchased a roll of duct tape. A roll of duct tape. Al, Al, Alfred purchased a recording, um, like a deafening. It's like thing. a yeah. It's like a clamshell of yeah. Uh, it's styrofoam. a little yeah. So or, or, or not styro probably, but that foam. Yeah. Those pointy things. Yeah, it's the the uh, the sound deafening. Okay, yeah, like stuff in the movie coder. You put it on the walls. Eggshell. Yeah, yeah. It is like an egg cake. If egg you crate. know, if you know the official name of the material we are discussing, email <laughs> Madeline and her attorney at gmail.com. Yeah, in the movie Armageddon. Mm-hmm. They uh, simulate being on the moon, mm-hmm. and the walls are all covered in this stuff. Yeah, and I don't know why, because I can't imagine that's what being or being on an asteroid is like. Yeah, but uh, right. So Alfred bought a little thing for his microphone to sit in that's got this little eggshell shield around it, and I did not buy one, so I'm just using my microphone in the room, and I can see everything. But he's got this black shield that just covers from. Just below the eyes down. Yeah, I'm sitting up high. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm extending my spine to sit as high as I can. I but, should do that too. But um, I, I should extend my spine. I, I heard early comments that there was a lot of echo in the room, and I think it's because the room is sort of, uh, I guess, bare. The walls are bare. There's no tapestries. I mean, that was also before we had our no carpet up together. I don't know. I think this room has a weird echo in it, and it's the room I insist we record in. So I. Uh, <laughs> I decided I would try to remove some of the echo. Yeah, I guess. All the squeaky chairs. All right, let's make the episode funny. What can we do? I don't know. Should we sing songs? Yeah, what, you, you, you people love when we sing. I know, they do. Uh, body is a wonderland. <laughs> Your body is a wonderland. What do I want to talk about? What, what? what did I want to talk about with you, man? Well, what you have you watched the movie that was interesting? I mean, just because yeah. I haven't seen it doesn't mean you can't promote it. I mean, I did finally see what I refer to as my Snyder Cut. Okay. I've only watched the first half of it. Let's be realistic here. It's not the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Which, you know, fuck it. Who cares? So um, I'm like completely outing something. I, it was a screener. It's something I shouldn't have seen. Ooh, well, hold on. Maybe we don't talk about it. No, I'm gonna. Okay. I don't care enough. Nobody cares. Um, so back in the year 2012... This is very old news now. Yeah. Okay, go this on. Is signif- this is significant. So in 2012, they started production. And when I say they, I mean a producer named David Bond and someone else. I don't know. Basically, they started putting an anthology horror movie together. And they got a whole bunch of people who were very popular in the kind of like extreme gore horror scene in the year 2012. And so they gave them a little budget and they started making segments for this anthology horror film. And someone wrote a wraparound that was supposed to be like a weird club, an underground club in France. 
and you go into the club. Is it literally underground? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's underground or underground because this never got shot. So like underground club in France and you go into it and then you talk to people and they'd tell you horrific stories and then it would cut and show you the horrific story. And like they had um, like Anthony de Blasi, who's who's made some kind of neat horror movies. They had uh, Uwe Boll did one of them. Um, and that, uh, he's not beloved, is he? Uh, no, I feel like he's. I feel like people kind of like laugh at him. Yeah, he's he's definitely like notorious more mm-hmm. so than beloved. Yeah, like. Uh, but at the time, he was like making S- a lot of movies. No, people like Paul W. S. more than they like Uwe Boll because oh, really? Paul W. S. can make a watchable film, while Uwe Boll is nonsense. Yeah, Uwe Boll makes like. Like video game. Uwe Boll is somebody who took advantage of German film credits to become successful. Okay. Like he's he's actually quite interesting, but also kind of like abhorrent at the same time. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen an Uwe Boll movie I would call good. (laughs) Stop seeing them. But I'm kind of fascinated by him at the same time. But still, he's not really making much now. This was a decade ago. Well, he's old, probably. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he might not be dead, but he's Anyhow. probably quite old. So then uh, Ryan Nicholson, um, who was a special effects artist who made some low-budget horror films, um, who was kind of popular at the time, uh, Diodato, like Italian guy, like basically it was all <laughs> Andre Iskanov, Richard Stanley, all fucking dudes who were making gory horror movies in the early 2010s and they gave them a little bit of money and they were like make a segment and supposedly all these segments were shot but the movie never came out it was called the profane exhibit okay the profane exhibit and like it had a website and the website was all like extreme imagery and shit and they had like a uh, a skateboard that had they had like a you know what do you call it when you make something that's like special for a certain event or whatever? A skateboard. That's it. <laughs> but they had like a commemorative skateboard yeah, for the release of the profane exhibit in 2013. We got a commemorative skateboard was, for my wedding. The movie, I wish, I wish, I fucking wish. The movie was supposed to come out in 2013 and they had like a website with a skateboard you could buy. And I think some people bought the skateboard and I'm so jealous. There's nothing I want more than a profane exhibit skateboard. And the movie didn't come out in 2013. You tweeted about this. I've tweeted about it. You tweeted about it like two years. days ago. So. That I, was a retweet of something I tweeted I know. in 2016. You tweeted that you never stopped. There's not a day mm-hmm. that goes by that you don't think about this skateboard. No. It, it, we all say and this. I tweeted that in 2016. That was a super sexy skateboard. It, yeah, because it's, it's got naked, pale ladies with, t- I don't think with they were titties. Naked. No, they had their titties out and they were covered in blood. God, can you imagine skateboarding? Can on you that? imagine titties out? Can you, can you imagine <laughs> grinding a rail on, a, on titties? Knowing there's tits down there? Bloody titties. <laughs> Every day I think of it, skateboard. But I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world that there was the profane exhibit skateboard. And it like, definitely does feel like the worst way to market a movie. I know. And it didn't come out in 2013. And then in 2014, I was um, the managing editor of a magazine called Diabolique. It's a horror mag. Okay. That had, you know, did monthly issues. Is it still around? I believe they are. Good. 
Yeah. I quit that magazine. Oh, man, I could talk shit right now. I'm, am I drunk enough to talk shit? I don't know. Let's say no. But anyhow. It's probably for the best. So I was the managing editor of the print version of Diabolik magazine and the web editor of their website. But we had a, it was issue 19, and the theme was Masters of Horror. And it was the worst cover I've ever seen on any magazine. Was it all just Robert Anglin stuff? Well, so the, well, let me tell you about the cover. Look, I mean, a, I should show it to of, you. That's a joke. But I'm going to yeah. describe it to you because it's very funny. Was it like a skateboard I, with tits on it? No. So it was a red wall. And on the red wall were all of the, there was a three, a set of three, a set of three underneath it, and a set of two underneath that of portraits of um, really, you know, popular horror directors so like david lynch i wouldn't call him a horror director at all but for some reason he was on there wes craven was on there george romero um yeah clive barker was on there a note on the cover of diabolique 19 the directors in the frames from left to right are as follows john carpenter david lynch george romero david cronenberg dario argento and i believe wes craven is covered by the barcode in the bottom left hand corner but Quite honestly, not exactly sure whose partially obscured face that is. And uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Dario Argento. And then <laughs> in the corner was just like the back of a head. And, and then it was like, who's next? Um, I just found it. I'm going to show it to you right now so you can see it. Right right here. Do you see oh, that? So, yeah. so in the corner, it's just like the back it of It looks a, like the back of, of John Mahoney's... John. John Mulaney? John Mulaney. It's a child. It looks like a young it man. Like the, it looks with like brown John Mulaney hair. looking at the portraits. Yeah, and then it says Life After Masters of Horror. Who's next? What's next? It's like the worst cover ever. It's so weird. It, they're definitely going for something that's like a <laughs> carnival vibe. Yeah, that's supposed to be like portraits. And I don't know if the magazine was generally aimed at carnies. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I was I was the editor of this magazine. And I so had, I don't know how I many. Nothing to do with this. Cover. I don't know how many carnies oh, worked God. at the magazine. This is the January February 2014 issue of Diabolique magazine, issue 19. Look it up. Oh. I, don't, I don't care anymore. I don't give a shit. Um, now that you've terrible, pointed everyone to look at it. Terrible cover. <laughs> um, I thought it was hilarious, but there was an article in it about the profane exhibit. Guillermo del Toro. Assuming, I think he may have been. I'm in still that naming also. directors uh, yeah, that I know. This is fucking all men, a bunch of dudes, a bunch of white men. Like that's yeah. But anyhow, so there was a feature. Is, would you say Guillermo del Toro was a white? Oh no, man? specifically <laughs> that one is Mexican. I think. I love or that. Spanish. Like, you dropped the first person of color, and I was like, white men. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I feel like most don't give him that specific problem. I, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but he's not. Whiteness isn't isn't uh, geographically specific. Yeah, so he guess. might be a white Spaniard. I have no idea. I don't want to judge anybody or anything. But at Please least don't title this not episode. <laughs> he might be a white Spaniard. <laughs> I feel like that would get clicks, but not the kind we need. <laughs> he might be a white Spaniard. I don't know. Oh boy, Nanasode three. <laughs> the final Nanasode. But you know what I'm saying. It's just a bunch of fucking dudes. 
Like it's all dudes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. John Carpenter, Wes Craven, it's a refle- Dario. It's a reflection it's of, all the, dudes. of history. Dudes have, have been in the position, obviously, I know. to get the funding to I make the know. movies. But it's just, it's boring to me at this point. It is also sort of like the backbone of your credentials for a lot of this stuff, right? All these guys, are, they're, your, they're your people too, right? Like you don't dislike the men you're, you're describing, do you? Who's the one? Who's the one? You, who's, the, who's the father of zombie fiction? George, I like Romero. Romero, yeah. These yeah. aren't all bastards. Just, no, no, just no, no, on, no. By virtue of being male, they don't make horrible movies or anything. Yeah, it's just like if we Shyamalan continue, might suck. If we, he, and that's also another white. Dirt he's not bag. white. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, there's a problem. <laughs> Let's get off this topic. Yeah. Let's not talk about whiteness anymore. Good idea. But just like if we continue to worship the same handful of guys, of same handful of dudes, right. then like we're never going to expand past that and we're always going to look for people who are the same right. as Right. Give me the next uh, John Carpenter. Exactly. They're probably looking for a guy yeah. whose name is like Ron Jarpenter. <laughs> yeah, we're looking for Ron Jarpenter. And I don't want to look for the same shit. I yeah. want something totally different. You want Diane Parpenter. I want Diane Parpenter. Thank you. Um, and she sends it in. <laughs> I want the lady who directed the movie Braid. You know, like I oh, want. Oh, for sure. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. For what it's worth, I'm 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 making body jokes. Like I'm not saying I don't like these movies, but what I'm saying is let's stop obsessing over the same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when when yeah. in, when in the year of our Lord, <laughs> twenty thirteen. <laughs> There's a movie. There's a movie magazine that puts out a cover that's like these are the greats of all time. Yeah. Who's next? And they can't figure out one, or they. They're and not putting the, in the point at which you know, they realize Karen Kusama or Jennifer Lynch or like one actually other. you know what I believe I had a feature in that article and it was an interview with Jennifer Lynch and I believe that was the only woman mentioned in that article and at first they pushed back. You're saying you're saying article, but you mean issue? Issue, yes, in that issue, the issue of Diabolique that I'm discussing. Um, we are wasted. We've been drunk for hours. I am. Um, not, I'm. I am wasted. I've been drunk for hours. I could sit down and pass a driver's exam. Alfred can drive right now. That's not um, what I mean. I mean, I could pass the written exam. <laughs> I liked earlier when I told you that I got my driver's license at like 22. And I was like, I failed the first time around. And you were like, what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, flat out failed it all horribly. And you were like, the written exam? I'm like, yeah, 0%. <laughs> red, red means go? <laughs> but Okay. I think the only, you know, name that wasn't one of these dudes was Jennifer Lynch. And I like really pushed for this interview because they had already talked to her at a prior issue. And they were like, why would we talk to her again? And I'm like, because we're talking about masters and you're not naming any women. Because you asked the question, who's next? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm trying to help you answer the question. (laughs) I'm just desperately trying to get anyone in here. Who is not Dario Argento, John Carpenter, Wes Craven. Yeah. You realize the answer can't be one of the fucking guys on the front, right? (laughs) It's got to be a different person. So there was an article on the profane exhibit in this magazine. Um, Like a a major feature. So it's like a five-page piece with images and interviews and and all this shit. Do they have an image of that skateboard? Probably. No, I don't think so. I wish they did. Too hot for publication. God, if anybody has the location of a profane exhibit skateboard, I will steal it. This is... uh, 
Listen, uh, email the pod. I want a profane exhibit skateboard so bad. She's not going to steal it, but just let us know where it is. I'll also buy it off you (laughs) for a reasonable price. Reasonable could be anything. Nobody wants it. Nobody. So like. Listen, here's the thing. Yeah. She's done a terrible job of expressing this, but the thing you have is bad and nobody wants it. Yes. So she'll get rid of it I'm for the you. only one who wants it. She'll come along with a with a skateboard vacuum to take care of but it. But if you hit me with an unreasonable number, I'm not going to pay that. I'll she's, steal it She's going to come to buy it from you with a gun. So I don't, have three guns. Don't insult her. Yeah. Unless you have a bigger gun. I also have knives <laughs> in my sleeves who... and taped to my ankles. All right. So that's a reference, I think. Wait, to your ankles? Yeah. I just referenced two movies at the same time. One you have seen, one you have not. Okay. Yeah. I've seen one. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something different. No. Nope. You said something I did not expect. <laughs> I shocked you. Yeah, you threw me a curveball in the middle of a weird <laughs> screwball. You were trying to be you're trying to be mysterious and funny, but you made me cry. But okay, right. So we wrote about this movie as if it was coming out later in the year in 2014 after it was supposed to come out in 2013. And you know what? It didn't come out. The Profane Exhibit. The Profane Exhibit did not come out. So for years, the Profane Exhibit just never it's, it's was like released. Legend now. Yeah, like sometimes people would be like, I was at a horror convention in 2015 and they showed a little bit of a few segments. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the implication I'm getting from its non release yeah. is that it's not good. Well, what I gathered. I'm getting the feeling I got the Supergirl treatment. What I gathered over time is it was unfinished. And no one could figure out how to finish it. And they didn't give the filmmakers enough money to finish their segments. What? Yeah. You, you and feel then, like every segment was unfinished? Now that I've seen it. Oh, you've seen it. This is your Snyder cut. I saw it this week. I watched it two days ago. Holy cow. And I didn't even finish it. I watched most of it. I have to finish it. Do you have to? I, yeah, I have to personally for my own. <laughs> for the skateboard. For my sanity and my skateboard that I don't have yet, but I will. I will have that skateboard. And now you've seen it, you still want the skateboard. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I I think they never shot the wraparound. I don't know what that means. The, the uh, wraparound is sort of the, the thing frame. thing that joins each Yeah, segment. so the anthology is going to have a frame, and it's them going into the weird underground club, and like, they never shot that. And then, like, the filmmakers didn't finish their segments, right? And it was just sort of, like, there, and no one could figure out what to do with it. And then it just sat there and people talked about it like it was about to come out every year until everybody stopped talking about it. I am shocked that anything like this could happen. Somebody, that, one of the filmmakers died. This feels like a 30 Rock sketch. Yes. It feels like Jack Donaghy had an idea to make yeah. a, an anthology movie and then insisted that they all make the movie simultaneously. That is exactly how this movie got made. And, and that they were under budget, yeah. or, or rather over budget, and they just right. couldn't get more cash. 100%, yes. I was like, well, I'm sorry, we're just out of, we're literally out of film? Yeah, no, that's what it felt like. Like, we have everybody here, we just need one more reel. It's like, I apologize, but that's impossible. I'm going to say there is only one segment in the whole movie that feels complete. Nobody and, knows what it is, so you have to elaborate. It is the the Nishimura one. So there's one Japanese film still nobody knows. in in the anthology that feels like a start to finish weird Mary Poppins cannibal murder movie. 
that's kind of fun. Come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. This is real. Uh, this is all real. Uh, and every other segment you just feels like Mary Poppins cannibal murder mystery. One or two thirds of a short film that just stops. And then they shot a new wraparound, which is just kind of like um, obscured gore footage of like meat grinding and body parts and all that. It's actually quite cool. And I'm going to be frank with you. I was like looking forward to this more than anything in the world because I thought it was going to be the worst thing ever. And I kind of really liked it. <laughs> like, like even the movies just suddenly stopping. It feels like weirdly dreamlike and well, surreal. All right. But that's you. you. You're like the best person to view this machine. I don't know. It's kind of neat. And it also feels like a relic because it very blatantly is something that was like of the times in 2012 when people were into extreme gore made by dudes. And like now. Eli Roth. I, I mean, it's sort of all people who want to be Eli Roth. I don't know. Well, I'm glad you saw it. I'm glad, Me too. I'm, I'm glad thrilled. it's exciting you. Because I kept saying, this is my Snyder Cut. I've been waiting for years. I keep tweeting about how I want the profane exhibit. But it's really not your Snyder Cut. It is my Snyder because Cut. Because the Snyder Cut would have been four hours long and finished. Yeah, it's it's an hour and 45 minutes long and fixed. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Uh, they fixed something. it. They fixed it. They figured out a way to present this um, with Unearthed Films. Unearthed um, finally like put it together and like finished the movie. And I really think they did the best job they could. And it's kind of great. I believe this. I really do. Could anybody else in the world watch it? Yes. And where, where is it available? Well, it's not out yet, but it's premiering at a film festival in Buffalo um, called Buffalo Dreams. And then we're going to show it at a film festival I can't announce oh, yet. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, right, well, that's actually pretty cool then if you have it. No, we do. We have it. Maybe and I'm like losing to... my mind. I'm like pushing for it. I'm like, we need to show the profane exhibit. <laughs> and like, I. Are you going to give the, the viewers the preface? You, oh, I'm know, introing. A truncated version of it. No, I went, I went hard. I'm like, if, we got, if we're going to book this, put me in front of it. One, because I'm a woman and this movie has some sexual violence in it. Um, that like now wouldn't fly, but back is in 2012, it, people were fine with for some fucking reason. Is it directed by women? One of the producers was a woman, but like it is not. Is it profane? It, you know, it kind of is. It kind of is a profane exhibit of the profane exhibit. Oh. Yeah. I'm psyched. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I wonder if I'm going to get in trouble for... No one listens to this show. Let's be real. Merms, Randy, Charlie. Merms, don't you dare rat us out. Don't tell anyone, Merms. Randy. Tell everyone Randy. I need you to call Randy the, don't know anyone. I need you to call the police. It doesn't matter if Randy tells anyone. He don't know anyone. Madeline's done something bad. I did something bad, Randy. Merms? Merms, you stay out of this, man. <laughs> You're clean. You don't have to get involved, Randy. <laughs> Randy. You have to help me. But yeah, it's all going pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel healthy. I, I'm not, I'm, you know. I don't. <laughs> I'm older, I'm slower. I'm older, I'm slower. I hurt. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's all right. I, I guess I haven't seen a movie in theaters since Bullet Train. It's been, it's, it's, yeah, I, guess I didn't so. see, th I didn't see something this weekend. I feel like I saw you, you and at all this weekend, but we you didn't. You saw Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball oh, Bowl around with fun. me. That was fun. I showed that in a bar in that Astoria. That is a, a throwback. Yeah. What year was that made? Uh, 89. Amazingly, that was shot one year after. 
After what? Shakedown. Oh, yeah. Shakedown's 88, right? Mind-boggling. Yeah, honestly. go listen to our podcast um, with Cinema Oblivia on Shakedown. I'll link it whenever yeah, it's out. It's track down out the movie Shakedown because yeah. it's honestly an easy watch. goes down mm-hmm. smooth. It's surprisingly professional feeling. For yeah, a movie Peter that's... Weller and Sam Elliott. Um, L.A. And, New- and Texas are New York cops well, slash lawyers. A public defender. Public defender slash lawyer. legal aid attorney. Yeah. 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 They're just like, they don't belong in New York, but for some reason they're like chiseled New Yorkers. And then... It's like legit footage of New York. It's yeah, great. it really feels almost almost yeah. like a documentary, except <laughs> except Sam Elliott is the most dangerous person in the world. <laughs> He's so it's fun though. I really look. I don't want to. I don't want to step on that podcast's toes. No, I don't either. So I just want to advertise it. Yeah, also, just one, listen to Cinema Oblivion. It's if a you've great gotten show. this far in I've this been on episode, it five times of this podcast, yeah. watch Track Down Shakedown if you can. Yeah, watch it. And then uh, check out that other episode. Yeah. There's a reason we're not doing a full episode this week is because we did that show instead. That's that's the reason. Yeah. But if we want to talk about sorority babes and the slime ball bowlerama. Yeah. And um, I kind of do, honestly. It was... It was great. It was. I love that movie. It was. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I I truly almost can't believe it exists. It, this also feels like something out of a Thirty Rock episode. Yeah. It would have been something that Jenna Maroney was in, you know, in the eighties, and uh, and there's this puppet that is pretty racist. Yeah. Right. I I think the movie fell under some criticism later on. Yeah, for how very coded that puppet was. It, there's like an imp who's sort of like a mean genie. Yeah, and it, it it's sort of like they're maybe trying to do an Audrey Two thing. It feels, but it definitely feels like they're giving it, um, like a black man's voice. Yeah, and uh, and it's offensive, <laughs> quite yeah. honestly. Look, I w- I wasn't offended because I was like sort of consciously Shocked. observing it from, yeah. a, from a distance. Yeah. Anyone who was offended was right. Especially because there's no one of color in that film. No. I mean, there's only, I think, eight actors or nine actors in that it's film. A, yeah. It, it is it, a very low-budget movie. It's a full-moon film. It really feels like a movie that we could make yeah, it does. today with yeah. our phones. Um, it's got three scream queens in it. Michelle Bauer, um, uh, Brink Stevens, and Linnea Quigley. And obviously, again, it was made in eighty. It was made in eighty nine so by Dave Dakota, who's made scream over one hundred movies. He went on to make <laughs> a talking cat. If you've ever heard of that, he made Eric Roberts into the Z list actor that he is today. I think Talking Cat was actually an episode of How, How Did This Get Made. Absolutely, there's um, no way they missed that one. Yeah, but um, yeah, Dave Dakota is like. Also, strangely, like a, a gay man who made this like erotic movie about boys spying spying on sorority girls spanking each other, um, for a, for a movie titled "Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball Bolorama," <laughs> I was honestly really underwhelmed by these sex. Like, like there was I was it's ex- I was expecting there to be a lot more. No, it's like a. Well, there's PG thirteen movie. No, because oh, yeah, one because of the characters a, is turned into a, a sex slave for the other one. Yeah, and a weird looping washing whipped cream off of herself in the shower scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's two, like constantly scrubbing whipped cream off of her boob that keeps yeah, she, she boob must, keeps coming back. She must have been like kind of a centerfold. Yeah. No, she was a scream queen. She did horror movies. Well, she might have been two things. Her old thing was she did horror movies and took her boobies out. Yeah. So she was very comfortable with her breasts being on television or on screen. Yeah. And And they just kept showing the same shot of the whipped cream on her boob and her washing it off and then (laughs) it coming back and her washing it off. Yeah. But there really were only like 
five women in a movie called Sorority Babes. And I guess six. Yeah. And I, I wasn't like excited when I went in to see a whole bunch of sorority babes. Yeah. I mean, no one's jerking off to that in the year 2022. But once I observed the smallness of it, I was like, oh boy, this is like made by a guy for $900. <laughs> yeah. Like some guy owned a camera. He's like, hey, so Dakota's thing <laughs> is he started his own production company and then bought a mansion and shoots all of his movies in his own mansion now. <laughs> That's like his whole thing. God, this guy. Yeah, he kind of, he like is both like icky and amazing at the same time. Yeah. I, I love Dakota. I, I'm not, yeah, there's the icky qualities. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he is icky yeah. hearing that, but I do also want to be that guy. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. I guess I'm kind of a bad guy. He found success in a way that like is exploitative and kind of incredible. As long as everyone who's working with him is kind of like in on the game. Yeah, let's make sure everybody's on board. We're not going to Kevin Spacey anybody. <laughs> Was that too much? Should I edit that out? No, no. Okay, you All can right. tell. You can use Kevin Spacey as a verb <laughs> to apply. Uh, Taking advantage of young men. Something not being on, people not being on board with what's going on. <laughs> I think that's the gentlest way to talk about him. <laughs> Kevin Spacey has, every person who has attempted to get him criminally prosecuted has died before trial. Wow, that is terrifying. Kevin Spacey might be a devil. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Sorority Babes is a blast. He's making those videos in character. <laughs> Where he's, he's trying to be the guy as, from House of Cards. Yeah. And he's talking in that weird accent. Talking about how like he should. stuffing a turkey. He's threatening people. It is terrifying. And then they die. Yeah, it's absolutely fucking terrifying. Kevin Spacey might be the most dangerous man in America. He might he's be. Not, he's not. It's That's Donald Trump. Probably, Sorry. yeah. I, I don't want to go political, but Donald Trump is dangerous. Yeah, no, this, I, I feel like that's barely a political opinion. I wouldn't as much trust as him behind. Fact, at I this wouldn't point. trust him behind the wheel of a bus. No. Could you imagine getting on a bus and Donald Trump being the driver? Absolutely not. Especially after seeing him like in the truck doing like the the horn honk and like pretending to turn the wheel back and forth. Dude, dude. It's like, is that is that how you drive, dude? He doesn't drive. No, he he's, don't he's drive. Grown, he's grown. He was grown in Queens. That guy is fucking high on McDonald's and like Sudafed. Yeah. Yeah, let's get that. Let's get that hard inhale. Yeah, I don't. Let's not close out on this. Let's talk about something nice. <laughs> uh, Pizza, flowers. The, did, we, did we talk about the Return to Dark Tower? That was fun. We did talk about. We it. We talked about that in the last um, episode. You, you fucked up. You ate shit there. Well, kind of. Yeah, we were. It was a learning experience. The Although, profane exhibit will be released. That's important. That's important. Uh, either later this year, or early next year, under Unearthed Films. Yeah, watch the Oblivion podcast on YouTube. Yeah, watch that on YouTube. That's every. That's right. That's where it is I, and how you do it. I assume that'll do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, go see Bullet Train again. Yeah, Bullet Train's really fun and cute and yeah, stupid and it, bad. I don't know if it's doing well. I don't know. Did anything come out this week? I There's like three movies in theaters I want to see. I Orphan, th- First Kill, Bodies, 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 and Fall. I, I know the, the middle one. You know Fall was produced by BuzzFeed? And I, I don't know anything about it. What is it? Fall is a movie about two girls who climb a really big, tall tower, oh, oh. and then the la- the ladder falls yeah, yeah, down. Yeah, no, actually, I read about that. I really want to that see that. Feels it. like an anxiety machine. I. It looks great. Yeah. Um. And supposedly, because it's produced by BuzzFeed, they do like life hacks in it, but also they talk about professional wrestling at a point. I don't know how is that related to BuzzFeed. No fucking idea. But nothing has ever sold me harder than BuzzFeed life hacks 
wrestling. What was the first one? Omen something? Uh, the Orphan. The Orphan. Did you see the... Have you ever seen Orphan? No. Okay. Then is I, that a movie about a creepy child? It is. It's from... Mm, is 20, the, 20, is the 2008, creep, maybe? Is the creepy tri- like child supernatural? I don't want to tell you because it's really good. Because like It's actually one of those good horror movies. If a child tried to kill me, do you know what I would do to the child? You'd kick it in the head and its head would fly straight nope. off because no. it's a fucking child. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm not a karate man. I wouldn't kick a child. Right. I would pick a child up and smash it. <laughs> I would kick it in the head. I would swing a child around like it was a sack of potatoes. <laughs> I would pick it up by its ankles and and spin and destroy it against <laughs> and any... And you would win. Yeah. All right. Uh-oh, your child might kill you. Oh, really? Well, we'll see, I guess. So Orphan <laughs> um, came out in 2009 to mixed reviews, and it is, in fact, about a, a creepy child. I won't say any more for anyone who hasn't seen it because it fucking rules. A creepy kid in a creepy town. It, it, <laughs> I, I'm going to end this episode with the song Creepy Town that Greg and I wrote. Um, <laughs> it was directed by John Collette Sarah, who also made uh, uh, Nonstop and The Commuter, I believe. Yeah, so he's like a You've talked about that now in two consecutive episodes. Yeah. Am I wrong? I don't, I mean. No, he made The Commuter and he made Nonstop. I'm dead on. He And he also made The Shallows, which. Oh, he oh you produced, like The Shallows. He produced The Shallows. The Shallows is really good. Yeah. But he's like a Liam Neeson guy. Sure. Um, hey, did you ever see the movie Liam Neeson made where he's up in uh, Alaska? Uh, the Wolf one. No, not The Gray. That, that not is, The Gray? That's not what I mean. Oh, do you mean the remake? No. Well, maybe. It's, it's a, it's, um, fuck, why am I blanking on the title? It is a remake. Of like a, a Dutch movie or something. That might be it. Yeah, it's, it's really about revenge. Cold Prey. Cold, yeah. I watched it multiple times. I've I seen that Matt twice too, actually. I've seen that movie so at least fr- twice. That's a surprising I love movie. that. That's a, it's it, where the body count shows up on the screen. Yes, it's a yeah. remake of another movie, and I'm blanking on the title, and I'm blanking on where it's from. Maybe it's Norwegian. Um, that would work. Yeah, it's I, a cold. I saw the original film at the Tribeca Film Festival many years ago. Yeah. And then Cold Break came out and I was really excited and I saw it and I'm like, oh, this is as good, maybe better. I watched it on a plane. I'm like, this will put me to sleep. And it No, did. it's great. I was riveted it's the whole really time good. through. It's really good. It's much and it, better and than And it expected. deals with like, um, with like uh, native people. Indigenous, yeah. Yeah, indigenous people in a really, really great way. Like it's, it's it treats it them. Fair. Yeah. It, it, it gives them actual presence and it's, like real existence. We talked about in the last real episode, not the non-episode, non-episode, we talked about how my one sort of misgiving with respect to the John Wick series is he just kills people indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. That's a movie where every time somebody gets killed it's significant it pauses for a moment yeah to kind of acknowledge a, a, a life has ended in a way that is sort of haunting as the movie progresses because each death leads to another person being motivated to find some kind of justice and it's, it's like this is a movie that's actually very much it's about called it. cold pursuit cold pursuit yeah cold prey is a different movie well that's fine yeah it's but, another but goofy ass fucking I, I, low budget I'm surprised, action film but i'm cold surprised pursuit. by how much i enjoyed it because i'm not really even a big fan of taken so I'm, yeah i have not been on board with liam. oh i'm a big liam neeson person i find him fine you knew that about me though i find him i think he's I liked him in the movie Leap of Faith way back in the old days, 94. I, I think. liked him in Michael Collins. I liked him in Schindler's List. And that's not a joke. I, I have been, for some reason, I don't know why, I was reading about Schindler's List recently. And uh, some, some, I read an interesting article. Uh, 
It might get down, I guess. I don't want to go down. And, Whatever. Forget it. But Cold it was an interesting pursuit. article about, about how Schindler's <laughs> List was going to like free people to kind of stop thinking about the Holocaust because it was like... Cool. Great. The, well, I love that. The art, I love that for people. The article was... the. Jewish scholars said, "I'm the only, my only concern is that this movie, because it is a big Hollywood blockbuster oh, of a movie, yeah. is going to divorce people from the real lived history because it's going there to we go. they're going to develop a separation." This based guy's on the movie. right, yeah. yeah, that guy's totally right. I mean, it's it's a you know this is a much deeper conversation about making art out of pain, and you know it was when, also related to something we talked about last, last like time. when is a good art, when is it not? I've never seen it. Honestly, oh, well, so like I can't, good. I really can't speak about it. Um, Cold Pursuit is a remake of a Norwegian film from 2014 called Order of Disappearance. It's very good. Anyhow, Orphan is a t- 2009 film and a sequel came out today called Orphan First Prey, I believe, which is why I was called Prey. Cold pursuit for okay. first something or first whatever. I'm I'm just putting words together. Or fan first kill. I'm really just adding prey to the end of every movie title. Um Orphan First Kill. And it's been, you know, over a decade, and the same girl is playing the orphan. And I have not seen it yet, but from what I gather, it's just her like on her knees, like Clifford, you know, the Martin Short movie. Madeline. It's a terrible thing to discover. Oh, why? I can't believe it happened. To what purpose? I don't know, but it's the same actress playing the orphan. Does she have long gorilla arms? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I've, I but don't... that's what the trailer made it look like. It was just an adult woman like on her knees. I'm not a biologist, but I'm pretty sure the arms grow too. <laughs> Little stubby arms. Holy cow. <laughs> Well, good for her. I am so psyched to see it. I bet it's campy as fuck. I, uh, I, I mean, yeah. if what they did was ask an adult woman to pretend to be a child. That is what I think they by did. By crouching down and acting small. Yeah. Then I hope everyone said, this is camp. I, right? hope, I hope it's camp. I hope it's not like, remember, you're only nine years old. <laughs> So, so yeah. you don't know what the world is like. Hard recommend on watching Orphan um, before you watch Orphan First Kill. Yeah. But I'm very excited to watch Orphan First Kill in theaters this weekend. All right. Well, let's 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 that's fine. Let's that's, leave it there. This is a good time to yeah, wrap we it up. Had, we we talked enough about nothing. Yeah. We we covered Schindler's List. We've offended just enough people to cut it off. Yeah. See yeah. Uh, see uh, Shakedown if you can find it. Mm-hmm. Watch Orphan First Prey. <laughs> Shut up. Cold prey. Cold prey, first prey. Or watch Orphan First Pursuit. First Pursuit. That's a good, yeah. Get, get your get your money's worth. See them all. Get ready for the profane prey. Oh, man. Skateboard. Cool, cool surfs. <laughs> Body surf your way into that, that profane skateboard. Can't wait. So psyched. I can't wait. Can't wait to watch. Six movies that don't end. So right all now, the same thing. Right now I'm gonna watch I'm gonna play a fucking cool ass guitar riff like oh. and then it's gonna cut right into creepy kids. Creep. That's the end. If, if you've never heard creepy kids, watch out. It's gonna freak you out. Yeah, you're about to hear the scariest song ever written and recorded. If you're driving, maybe pull over. Yeah, don't drive during this. And if you're on a treadmill, pull over. Pull over. Turn that treadmill off or step off that treadmill and watch it run while you listen. And if you've been masturbating this whole time. You're going to come. Get, get, <laughs> get to the end now. 
No, 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 no. Just hold it a second it's longer. It's going to haunt you. Hold it a second longer. You're going to have the weirdest, spookiest orgasm of your life. Guaranteed. Creepy kids in a creepy town. Don't look up. Don't look down. Creepy kids in a creepy town. Don't look up. One's a clown. Creepy kids and a creepy clown. Don't look up. You will frown. Creepy clown in a creepy town. Where's the kids? They all drowned. Creepy kids in a creepy town. Don't look up. Don't look down. <laughs>